Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Hi. Hi. How are you? How are you? Ken. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. I'm in the car today. Baby's napping. Now, is she with you or she's napping with mom? Oh, no. She's in the house because my mom has okay. just one room. Um, so. Oh, I But see. this is good. Yep. It's the extension. It's the West Wing. <laughs> right. The car. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let me tell you, you're not the only one. I have done it, and I have plenty of clients that I'm like, you know, they leave work and they go to the car. It's a great space, especially now with all the, you know, all the cell phones and things like that, that you can be talking oh, and nobody. True. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you know back... 20 years ago, people may think that we're crazy talking in our cars, but now everybody knows. <laughs> Well, the back windows are tinted, so no one. I sit in the back; nobody can see me. So. Oh, good! Wow, you you're like you're like high tech. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, tell me what has been going well, or what have you noticed uh, in these past weeks? Yeah. Um. So. You know, it's so funny. My weeks feel like a blur. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely um, the t- the not sleeping makes it hard for me to remember details. But I'll I, I can say more immediately. Yesterday, I finally figured out how to listen. It's so hard for me to listen to our recordings um, because I'm always with the baby or doing things, but I can't really do it. But I did finally figure out how to do it while driving. 
Um, and, well, that's not true. I did listen to our recording on one stroller ride that I managed. And then yesterday, so the the session before last session, I don't know if it's me, but it didn't, there was no sound. Um, it looked like there was an hour or so recorded, but it didn't have any sound or voices. And I don't know, I was doing it on my phone, so I don't know if, I'll try it on my computer. So I was kind of fumbling because obviously I didn't want to um, drive and be texting. So I just right. hit an icon. And funny enough, I don't even know how this happened. It was the recording the day that I found out I was pregnant <laughs> with you. Oh. Which, yeah, which was so amazing to listen to that again. Um oh and just kind of relive that moment of excitement, you know, because it's, it's so neat that it's recorded because that seems so long ago. But it was interesting because right. we were addressing a lot of the same issues that we're, of course, dealing with now. Um, and, you know, one thing you said that struck me was, you know, for whatever reason, because I was expressing my, I don't know, I guess my sadness that life just had dealt me this, set of cards that I, I just hadn't expected, which is to not have a partner. And you were saying, well, you know, there, there's some reason you're on this path and you won't know it right away. And we were just talking about kind of all the same themes, but I was able to hear it differently because of the work that we were doing. Like, I, I just, I can't really explain the perspective that I had, but it, I felt more at ease with it, um, which was good kind of just more like face, like I was working through this. Um, another interesting that happened is a day or so ago, I woke up, I had I was dreaming that I was with a man and that I was in love with him and he was taking care of Cece and I, which was wow. pretty interesting because I usually only dream about ex-boyfriends being mean to me. <laughs> so like, well, that's, that's, that's very powerful because something is, you know, that's a significant, significant change. That's if you yeah. think about all that dreams come from more from our subconscious, right? So yeah. there's some space that has been created. And so what this was not, I'm, I'm assuming, this was not a man that you know. No. And it was interesting because I remember we were in the car and we were sitting and and I could really see his face. Like, I, I was really looking at him really close. And then all of a sudden, I just felt this, like, overwhelming love. And I I felt safe. And I was like, I just was like, oh, I'm really in love with this man. And then I wow. woke up. Yeah. Wow. That is so wonderful. I have to tell <laughs> you that, uh, and I share these with, um, with a couple of people, not a lot, but... Um, I had a similar experience, only that I was not dreaming. It was, I was just, I was driving. I remember I was driving, and for some reason I started not only imagining I was single, it was before I met Stefan, like a couple yeah. of months before I met him, and I was, um, I was driving, and all of a sudden I started getting a sense of what it would feel like to be in relationship with the, the man in my life, the, you know, the yeah. person. Yeah. And it was so beautiful, they, and I got very emotional, and I started crying, but just like tears of joy of like, wow, oh. it's going to be 
so incredible. You know, oh. finally just, and I met him like two months later. Wow. Yeah, and I, so. you know, it's funny because I do think a lot of what we've been doing has helped me see my own blockage. And so the other thing that I realized yesterday on the drive listening to the recording from, um, we covered so much. <laughs> we always cover so much, but that recording had so much in it. And one of the things I really felt was, I am blocking myself from meeting someone. I do not want to meet someone. Um, right. So, and yeah. I can so feel that very about that. strongly. Yeah, and so I was picking people that were never going to work, you know, and, um, you know, of course, not realizing how that was just feeding into my story and my pattern. Um, and whether it's not wanting to meet someone because of my own anxiety around relationships um there's a part of me that probably likes being on my own it's easier in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um you know so just recognizing all the different ways that I am kind of choosing not to be with someone um so that was kind of interesting I've been doing the trying to imagine the inner mother being in, you know, high intensive healing and training. And that's been interesting because I have a resistance to it. Um, okay, perfect. So I wanted to just, so let's start tapping as we continue talking, Lisa, because okay, I want to, yeah, set yourself up, yeah. Okay, so I've got my earphones on. Okay, so. Wonderful, and I can hear you perfect. Good. And you can hear me, right? Yes, I can. Wonderful. So just start tapping and share with me, this is what we're going to call the resistance that are present, you know, resistance, you know, slash the way that you kind of like scare yourself. Right, yeah. there's certain things that you tell yourself that you scare yourself um, that could, you know, the negative or the risks that could, that would, would could happen if you find, you know, if you're in relationship. Because you tell right. just, just a voice, just give it voice. Because they're yeah. right there. Yeah, so, so when I'm imagining the inner mother being in this high intensive healing and training, I feel kind of like anxiety in my chest, like it's not really happening, like kind of like just I don't trust it. So okay. I keep trying to imagine it, and there's a piece of me that doesn't believe it and doesn't trust it. Like it's not, I don't mean I don't believe the imagery. It means I do it and I can imagine it, but as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't believe it's really happening. Like it's not going to work. It, this can't be true. Um, and tell me, yes, go, go ahead. The same one. Yeah, no, so, you know, and then I'm like, you know, then I'm like, but this is a game of imagination, Lisa. So, of course, in your, it's imagination, so it should work. It's like writing a movie and saying that plot can't happen. Well, it can. This <laughs> is your imagination. And, and yet my body is resisting it. Like, it doesn't believe it can happen. And and again, I want to emphasize, it's not 
questioning the, the, the exercise of imagination. Like it's going there. It sees her in that place, but it doesn't believe she can be healed. And that, that makes a lot of sense because if she, see, if she were to heal, then what would that mean? That your experience would not be validated? Just go with the experience. Like what would happen if you would allow her to really change? Either the resistance is coming from a place where it's like this, this won't happen. This is just, it could be like, you know, if, these, if I were to believe that that's possible, then I would not be prepared when something bad happens. Can you see what is, where is the resistance coming from? Um, let me think. And just well, sense into it. Instead of thinking about it, just see yeah. what is the you know, the, the physical because you said very clearly that it's in your it's in your um in your chest, right? So it's that fear that what would something negative would happen if you allow that to take place. Maybe you, I maybe I don't want to relax. Maybe I'm right. afraid of relaxing and, and then it won't be true, like and right. I, I kind of feel that way every relationship that I have. I'm so vigilant, and I think I can't relax because, you know, and this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're going to do something, and they always do, you know. And I, and I think there's this feeling of, like, if I relax, I'm just going to be even more disappointed. Whereas if I just assume people are jerks, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> yes, you know? I, yes, 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 so. absolutely. A hundred percent. So that's, that's the part that has learned to survive by being really alert and being prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And that has served you so right, right? I mean, it allowed you to survive yeah. and to be self-sufficient since you were so young that the idea of really relaxing and trusting could not only not, you know, have you unprepared for when something bad happens, but on top of it, you're going to be disappointed and hurt. Again. Right. Yep. It may be even what, more so. You know, and I think that's why a part of me is very resistant to, um, like, scared of really good guys. Because I think right. when these crappy guys disappoint me, to be honest, it's very easy for me to get... I, I have rarely... I don't know how to explain it. I'm, I have such an easy time moving on. Because when you date a loser, you don't really miss him. <laughs> it's just like absolutely yeah. crazy. But, you know, if it was a really great guy and I lost him, it would be devastating, you know. So right. I think that that's also part of my fear of, like, meeting really good guys. And I assume a really good guy is going to find me to be flawed and, and less likely to stick around maybe. so. Mm, okay, so there's, a two, there's two sides to it, good guys. May, you know, when they get to know you, they're going to see that you're flawed or broken and they won't want you. Yeah. Uh, but in, in addition, not only they're going to leave you, but worse than all, like if you really allowed a good guy into your life and you start relaxing and allowing yourself to receive and have what you really want, then it's going to be devastating. So no wonder yeah. you have, you're, you know, of course, you stick with jerks and you know exactly what it's like. Yep. And I have an upper hand, yep. 
Right, you have the upper hand. You already know what is expected. You know that if they find you flawed, well, they're they're you know they're more fucked up than you. So big deal. Exactly. <laughs> it's really messed up. Yeah. Well, more than messed up. Can you see how these? This is a part of you. So this is more like your limbic system, your limbic brain that is all about survival. Yep. And the reason that I want to address this mom, um, this mom changing is because that's where that, that, you know, this whole program was actually installed when you were very young. And at that time, you learned that, you know what, you don't trust because they, you know, the person that is supposed, the one person that is supposed to be there for you, which is the person yeah. that carries you in her womb, that is, yeah. you know, your mom. She's yeah. not there, and she's partying, and you cannot trust that she's going to be available for you. Why yeah. on earth would you trust anybody else? Right, exactly. It just makes no sense whatsoever, and that's why it's key to actually shift that, so address any resistance that we have towards her changing. So we have to go underneath the resistance, which is the more evolved, the more um, compassionate part of you, the sensitive part of the adult you towards that little girl. Yeah. So this is not about your mom, but it's about you believing that she deserves the mom that she wants. Right. Right? Yeah. So, So notice what happens if you just look at her and what kind of mom do you want to give her? You're asking me now, or you're... Yeah, yeah, just consider looking at her. And, you know, so this this is the key here, that it's really... What we're doing is actually a little bit Star Trek or, you know, sci-fi in a way. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because I want to invite you to consider that there's a part of you that has become so... um, so attached in a very positive way to your survival mechanism, to your um, acquired skills as an independent woman, because yes. they have truly helped you so much. I mean, yes. you have achieved a lot on your own. Yeah. No, I mean, and I've and I've actually been aware of how I I feel really good about being a single mom, <laughs> which is like, like most people portray that as, oh, poor single mom. And I feel, I love it. It's interesting. Yeah. And, but I'm also getting really tired. I'm like wow. the other day, I just, I couldn't get everything done. And I was like, oh God, I'm so exhausted. I can't do this. And of course, you know, because of my needing to get things done, I got depressed, you know, because I wasn't getting stuff done. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe it's not the best situation. And it's so funny because I met this couple at a a birthday party for a little person, little baby, and she was like, oh, my God, I don't know how you do it alone. And, you know, she was there with her husband. And I just, I have, like, all I think in my head is almost like I don't even understand what she's talking about. Like, I hear the words, but I'm like, why would she think that? Like, it's actually not that at all. <laughs> so I, it's really that independent part of me that I don't want to let go of and that I right. do like. Yeah. 
Well, and it's also connected. So it has given you immense satisfaction and underneath yes. at a very at a very good um at a very simple level it's it provides you with a sense of control. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And you and you grew up in an environment, including the womb, that was very chaotic. Yeah. From you know, from conception, you were, in a, were surrounded by chaos. So control yeah. is you know, whenever you can assert control over your life, it's like, hey, I'll take it over anything. Yeah. So just breathe into that, into the, you know, the reality that. Absolutely, you're attached to your way of being, your independence. All of these is supporting what has truly worked. So why would you let it go? Yeah. So just really, I want to invite you to come to a place that is not through, you know, just breathe and have, because I want you to really honor this place. Honor this voice within you that says, we're good. We're good. Stop this wanting to change things because I got <laughs> this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And just truly honor that part of you that has been in charge, in control, deciding, achieving so much, and and also, like, Acknowledging, this is the piece, by really being extremely grateful. I want you to get in touch just with your chest and what is present in, in your chest right now. And just, just focus your, the sensations, if it's tension, if it's a slight pressure, or just, just be there. Be there, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, just be in that space. And as you touch, just simply breathe into that space and allow whatever is present to be there. And as you breathe and just exhale, think of all, you know, let's consider all the wonderful, amazing things that have come into your life because you have been independent. I'm sorry about the noise. Can you still hear me okay? Yeah, it sounds like a cat purring. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. It's a helicopter overhead. <laughs> well, a cat purring is much nicer. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. <laughs> sure. It's a cat purring on your chest. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, you know, it's interesting because I think what I felt was when I feel that I can't stay on top of things and the anxiety, the anxiety I feel is things are out of control. Right. So let's talk to that part <coughs> that gets scared. That's it. That's so, so I want you to just, whatever, you know, there's one voice, that voice that says, oh, my God, you know, things are getting out of control. I'm not staying on top of it. Just to be yeah. able to be, to be understanding and say, you're right, it would be scary if things get a little out of control because it would be, bless you, it would be just Thank being you. in chaos again, which is a highly painful and uncomfortable place. Yeah. 
So that part of you, I want you to truly embrace the different parts of you and have compassion because each part of you, the anxiety comes from the part of you that is, has been trained to be on top of things, to avoid going into that chaotic place that you grew up with that felt so painful and alone. Right. So if you, if you tell it that part, it's like, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. You're, you're so right. That would be really awful. And the truth is, we are never going back there. And things may get a little bit, you know, just disorganized or not done. And yet, we will be okay. So it's a you want me to... part of it. Yeah, I want you to yeah, say that out loud and see how that part responds. Because it's always there paying attention. Yeah. So I'm saying to that part that we're not going to ever go there, not to worry, that there may be places that are not in total control, but it won't be. It won't become chaotic. Yeah. It will never be bad with her. It'll never be that bad. And the little part yeah. is like, yeah, because you're never going to do a relationship again. <laughs> right, right. Good. Ooh, that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. right? Cause she, yeah, because she's freaked out. She's like, well, we're not, we're definitely, I'm never letting you go back there again. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. figured out those things that, and, you know, that is my personality is that I definitely, I you know, it's interesting because in some ways I'm really out there in the world, but as soon as I identify something that provokes anxiety, I generally avoid it. Like, clearly I'm not jumping out of planes, you know. I, I just have no desire to go into situations that cause me incredible anxiety, and I think I just got to a point where all of a sudden I was like, oh, relationships are like jumping out of planes. Don't ever do that. Well, because now, this is what's happening, Lisa. It's like, it's like there's the anxiety about relationship in this moment is actually, you have two little girls inside of you. So there's, uh-huh. there's the adult part of you that has acquired a lot of skills and the ability to be responsible and to, you know, control your life and whatnot. But then there is, there's a younger part of you that grew up with mom. You know, that relationship did not go well. That he tried to have a relationship with dad. That was a worse disaster. Yeah, that was worse. And then boyfriends that were one worse than the other. Yep. So she's like, forget it. Absolutely forget it. We're not going there. So. The best thing, and then, so that's, that's her. But in addition, now you have Cece. Yeah. So you don't have just one. You have two that are really, it's like, it's almost like a, a very young, you know, lioness mother that is like getting anywhere near another person in a relationship. It's so yeah. risky and dangerous. We're not doing it. Right. We're not doing it. Because now it's not just us. It's just, you know, it's also these other little beings that we have to take care of. 
And I, and it's interesting because that recording that we did the day I, I found out I was pregnant, I, I didn't remember this. I had a dream that I told you about where there was a guy in between me and a baby and he slapped the baby and I like, I like flew over him and grabbed the baby. And so even then at the very beginning of pregnancy, I was already seeing men as dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That is like not a chance. Not a chance. So let's actually, let's just bring up all, all of the things that are fueling the So that are fueling that little girl saying, no way. Absolutely no way. Yeah. Can you give voice to everything that she says, even if it makes no sense? You know, just what would, what would she say? Um, so there's a lot of um, background noise. I, I don't yeah. know if you're moving, moving, but... There. Is this better? Yep, it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So you want me to talk... Do you want me to talk like her? Yeah, just give give voice to what she would say in terms of what is like... What is like she's saying? Absolutely no way. No way. Right. So she's saying, like, don't go in that room. Don't leave where you are. Just stay Mm -hmm. exactly here because it's safe. And you don't even really know what's in that other room, but it's just not a good idea to even find out because this works where you are. Like, this is safe and you're safe here. And being safe is priority, I'm guessing. That's... Yeah, it is. Funny, I have a yeah. friend who keeps getting into it. She, she's now in a relationship, but, oh, my God, she would get into these tangles of relationships, and I would feel so much anxiety just observing her. And she would just so, like, I just thought, I don't have the tolerance for that anxiety anymore, like that kind of re- relationship anxiety. I just can't yeah, handle it. Like, yeah, like it's, it's too much. It's just too much. Yeah. Yep. So as you look at her, right, there's an, all, all the fear of what, what is that anxiety about? Tell me, like, what does it look like? What are all the fears? Is he going to call? Is he going to like me? Is he going to act nice? Is he going to change? Is it, what are all the different things that fuel that anxiety? Uh, it's when someone is completely... Uh, when I get attached to someone who doesn't at all worry about my best interests right. and just right. lives in a way that is even often harmful to me and I have attachment so I can't walk away easily. Right. Yeah. And if I do, and I become very compulsive and, and not myself. I mean, I become kind of like... I. Vigilant, like I have to monitor monitor them and control them, and awful. I don't so like curious. it. No, of course, of course, you become someone that you don't even like. Right. So, so now, I want you to look back for a moment to that version of you that met your last boyfriend. It was uh-huh. like three three years ago, four years ago. Uh, let's see now it's. Five years ago, I think. Wow, five five years ago. 
Yeah. So Three. I want the yeah. So yeah. I want to look. I, I I'm curious. I wanted to imagine that you're seeing the scenes of you meeting him, the first little red flag, you know, just a tiny bit of a red flag that something was not going to be as you thought. Uh-huh. Notice, notice what's happening. And that version of you five years ago that I'm guessing was really desperate to have a baby, have a relationship, right? Yep. Can, can you yep. see her? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And looking at her, just notice how have you changed. Would you do the exact same thing that she did back then? Would you no, respond because, the same way? Because, because I don't have time to go on dates. <laughs> okay, kidding. that's the number I'm, one. But imagine, <laughs> imagine, that, imagine that he's... <laughs> so that's, one, that's the first thing. Um. No, I mean, if it were me now, first of all, because I have a baby, I don't feel any urgency with finding a man for that reason, you know. Um, so, the, so, so take the, take those pieces out, Lisa, because you're okay. actually going into like that. I want you to imagine that you're exactly, for whatever reason, this is not, this, let's say that it's not a date, that this is, that you meet him because, you know, your aunt or your your cousin have a, a, you know, some sort of like summer party and this, this guy come, comes and you don't know him and he's just nice and you, you even relax because you, can even, you don't even, he's out of your radar. You're not interested, right? But, yeah. but just, I wanted to, what I want to I'm going after something here, so play with me. I want okay. you to see. It doesn't matter the circumstances where you meet him, but you just yeah. happen to hang out with him. He okay. shows interest, and you kind of like him, and you're curious, and then he starts showing those behaviors that made your ex who he was. Yeah. How would you respond today? Would you respond the same way as she did when you were on your own and single with no child or pregnant? Um, I want to say no. Um I'm trying to think if I would, I'm trying to think. What was the first sign, the first red flag that you were like, hmm, this is. Well, the first first red flag was that he was really into his ability to work it with women. Like he was very proud that he was dating all these women and he was, he was enjoying it because it was new and, he was like excited that he discovered this part of himself, but he had very little understanding of how he was impacting these women. Like he, mm-hmm. he just assumed he was like, what's the problem? You know, like he had no um, empathy for their experience. Um, and I, I found that to be troubling and I decided, I told him I'm not interested in being with you because I don't want to be with somebody that is dating all these people, but I'll be your friend. And then he, of course, became very interested in me because I was the only woman smart enough to tell him to go go, go for a hike. <laughs> you know, like, right, right. Um, and then he ended up saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with all these other women. I want to be with you. And so I was like, oh, okay. But I should have. I think looking back, I should have been like, what kind of person, 
he showed his character in the way he was being with all those women, and that should have just made me lose interest in him completely, you know. But I was well, forgiving. That... I'm very, I'm very forgiving of men. Like I, I kind of like give them a lot of chances when maybe I shouldn't. Well, that's what I'm curious now. Would you give him the same? If somebody came with a sim- similar profile, how would you react today? Other than telling him, you know what, I, I just I'm not interested. Would you want to be his friend? That's that's the key. Well, that's the funny thing is I have no interest in being Alfonso's friend because I think he's just a jerk. I mean, I have exes that I stay friends with, and I just don't even think he's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy, you know. And I am pretty discerning with people who I choose to be friends with. And I think maybe I'd like to think that I'm less desperate for a relationship today, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. like I wouldn't put on blinders as much, I hope. Um but here's the thing, each new guy had was just enough different that the previous learning wasn't applicable. So like what I mean is now if I meet a guy that's really into dating a bunch of women, I'm gonna go, Oh, that's like Alfonso, I have no interest. But what I what I fear will happen is a new guy will show up and his um defect, so to speak, will be just enough different that I won't be familiar with it. And I won't have the ability to discern that this is a problem. Does that make sense? Like, it's yes, like as yeah, I go, totally I, yeah. as I go, I'm learning all the things not to do again. And so each, like Alfonso didn't have a drinking problem, which had been the issue with the previous guy. Right. So now if I meet a guy that drinks, I lose interest because I already had that experience. But I'm not inoculated against other kinds of, experiences that could be a problem um so it's like i i'm lacking something that allows me to recognize generally problems red flags although i must know in the moment that they're a problem no i totally understand but so that is experience based which is actually from a science mindset right a scientific mindset like you know right. we went through these we know yeah. now we did that experiment and we learned from that so we're not going that <laughs> yeah. way exactly now tell me because you have your primary profile is you're and if uh, you're a special you know an inte- emotional intelligence specialist that sensitivity that intuition yeah. right yeah you get a yeah. sense about people i do and i've noticed it's really getting acute like i'm having really bizarre accuracy when I'm not even trying. Like, I had this thought yesterday, like, oh, I bet my cousin's, what, my new neighbor is a food photographer and gave me uh-huh. all this great, great bakery stuff from this um, place. And I was like, oh, I'm going to bring it to my family. And I was like, I bet Mandy would like to be a food photographer. And it was so weird. I saw her and I was telling her, she's like, Oh, just today I was thinking I'd like to be a food photographer, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, and I'm doing that more and more. I'm intuiting a lot more recently. Um, exactly, exactly, because the piece is, Lisa, you have it. You yeah. really have it. But it has been completely – so let me tell you a tiny bit about this. See, okay. your 
your emotional intelligence, especially for a very long time, I thought that you were a knowledgeable achiever first. The knowledgeable achiever is the part that is that wonderful organizer, staying in control, disciplined, you know, really. Remember I told you a little bit about these last yep, time? Yep, yep, yep. So I thought that that was your primary profile, you know, because yes. you're, yes. you love you love learning, you love teaching, you're you know you're there, there's a linear um, way of your thinking, and you're also yes. you know a great uh, intellectual, very very smart. But yes. your profile, the first one, your your primary profile is not a knowledgeable achiever, is the emotional uh-huh. intelligence specialist, but it uh-huh. got actually kicked out of you. Wow. It got so, you know, it got so, like, almost like beat out of you because being sensitive, being uh, intuitive, being, you know, the other side to being sensitive, intuitive, and connected is also being very loving but needing connection and and acknowledging your need for love and connection. Right. And that was, yep. that was so not an option in your life that it's like you just, you know, the more disciplined part of you said took over and said you know what this is not a good way of being we're not going to make it that way yeah definitely but the truth so now you're starting to embrace your true self more and the reason that i mentioned this is because what needs to shift is not your experience or your knowing because it's not going to be through your knowing that you're going to be able to trust yourself to take care of yourself is through your yeah. intuition and emotions and your energy. Hmm. Okay. Because you, you actually sense when someone is a safe person or not. Yeah, I guess that's true. But for some reason, I guess thinking about our last conversation, the little girl wanting no matter who gave her attention, like that is the risk, right? That there's a part of me that's so eager, maybe not as much now, but who just wanted, like Alfonso's attention, like once he was like, oh, she doesn't want me, I want her. (laughs) You know, like I was, I'm really uh, susceptible to that when a man pays me that kind of attention um, and it makes me lose my ability to discern or, or I ignore it. Um, because that now the this, attention. But I want to tell you something really important. This that was true five years ago. Okay. I I don't think that it was true two years ago, and it's yeah. definitely not true now. Yeah, no, I don't think it would be true now because I just don't even have time for the bullshit. So. Exactly. Um, That's it. That's it. You have no time for the bullshit, and you yeah. your filters are completely different. Yeah. So it is true that you're, the perspective that I want you to notice is that that little girl that was three, that was two, that was five, that wanted anybody's attention, was so deprived. And that is why, this is, this is key, that is why I want you to give her what she needs. So she is full of, you know, her needs are met. And it yeah. doesn't mean that she's just like so, so lonely and deprived that she needs to just take, you know, would take anyone. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So how do I do that? 
Well, that, there's two pieces. The first piece is, you know, if there's still a lot of resistance to mom changing, then you start giving her. Just like you treat Cece, you start treating her. Imagine when you, you know, I have had clients that I said, okay, that they have little girl, little kids, and I said, when you are actually holding your baby, imagine you're also holding your your baby self. Oh, giving, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, giving her attention. So, you know, you don't have to do anything different. Just sense that second baby maybe in your other arm or just visualize it. It doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter well, how do you it. do it. Yeah, I definitely, like, every, you know, it's interesting because, like, I feel this pressure that I'm, because Cece's not sleeping, like, to have her cry it out, and I cannot do that. But I'm trying to give her longer time to fuss, and there was one time when I put her down, and she did that, like, (gasps) that inhaling kind of sob, and I just felt like it was me. I saw me doing that. And I, of course, yeah. like, scoop, scooped her up because I totally got, like, I remember that feeling, <laughs> you know. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not going to let her just lie there. I remember what that felt like. And so I think at some level I'm already doing what you're saying. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So to add to that, just simply, simply visualize or imagine that you are really holding yourself, that you are scooping yourself up connecting with that, the pain and the feeling so lonely and just really calling her and, and reassuring her and letting her know that she's not alone. You're not going to mm-hmm. leave, leave her alone. So mm-hmm. it's, the key is re, literally re-imprinting, like giving you a different experience. Now, okay. the conflict comes because sometimes we think, well, if I give her the perfect childhood, how is she going to know how to survive when, you know, the shit hits the fan? And oh, you, right? I mean, there's a part that sometimes come up, comes up. So I want to tell you that all the skills that you've learned from the experience you've had, you don't lose them. Right. Well, that is a good point because, like, what if I had had this perfect, loving childhood would I be so successful today (laughs) like I'm I like my angst has been kind of the source of my creativity in a lot of ways of course and your independence and your ability to achieve and do and be productive all kinds of things your organization skills so many good things so you don't lose one for from gaining just a sense of safety and security that's very important for you to know that okay but it is so the, the change that has to happen is that that's what we've been working on. If you if you see our you know our, the, listen to the recordings in the last sessions, it's about giving that young version of you what she needed, what she really wanted and needed. So you are actually coming whenever you're ready into a relationship that your needs are being met because that's your birthright. Well, it's interesting because I feel like. Um how do I explain this, that it's not that I'm going to be with the same kind of guy that, I guess in my mind I always thought, oh, I have to learn how to deal better when there's anxiety, but what you're saying is I'll meet a guy that won't even create those situations. Is that true? Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's okay. true. You want, you would actually, so this is, this is the goal. The goal is for you to know 
that who you are is perfectly imperfect, like everybody else, yes. that you have your light and your shadow, that you have yes. your challenges, and at the same time that you have certain needs and certain wants, the ability to actually meet a partner and to, you know, be connected and both be satisfy each other's needs. Because, yes. you know, for need, for connection, like reasonable needs, right? Think about the other and but you're yes. coming you're coming from a place not of uh lack or deprivation or loneliness that anything that is given is taken, but a place that you are so full it's like it's like putting the cherry on the cake. Yeah. You know, like you, this is the idea. You are actually happy, content, and knowing that your life is great. And yeah. if, you know, if you, when, when you get a partner, when you, that person arrives, it's just going to add more wonderful things to your life. Right. And that's definitely where I'm at. I don't think I really, and I, I know that I don't really, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know. It's a different feeling. Like I'm not, even feeling like I want a relationship, need it. Like, I, I have moments where, yes, like, especially if I did want another child. Um, so this was interesting. It's a little bit of an aside, but I was swimming, and I was really trying to, I've been really trying to figure out about the second child question. Um, and I, I was like, you know, just give me a sign. And that night, I dreamed I was giving labor. I was in labor, and I uh-huh. said, and I was saying, I was trying to give instructions to someone about taking care of Cece. So I know it wasn't the labor for her. And right, I woke up, right. and I was like, I was like, oh, I guess I need to take this seriously. <laughs> like clearly, huh. you know, I can't. Yeah. So, you know, I think. For me, and I know Deb, Deb and I have talked a lot about this, you know, the number two. I don't think right. I could do it without a partner. Um, but right. I'm also not as driven as her to find a partner. Um, right. So, you know, there's a part of me that very rationally is like a partner is a good idea. But I don't feel a drive for it like I have in the past. Um so that gives me the luxury of not just j- jumping into something because it's there, which has been what I always did before. Um, but I don't know how much of that is the protection in me avoiding. Uh, the rela- like, I don't know how much of it is my defense mechanism and how much of it is me being in a good place, not looking for a relationship. Well, what if it's, it's somewhere in the middle, probably in a right in a place ugh, in a place where ugh, sorry about that uh, it, in a place um, where yeah it was just a truck going by oh so the 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 whole idea Lisa is to just honor where you are the most important yeah. thing is to honor where you are yeah and not try to don't try to figure it out but more to say. What if you get in touch? The goal is to get in touch with what you want, what feels right for you, knowing that you can trust yourself to discern when the right partner comes along, and that you're not desperate, you're not, you're not acting from a place of scarcity or lack. 
Right. That's that, yeah. and that is actually, I think that that comes more from the healing than the actual uh, protection, because you have been in other situations, and that has always been present for you. The kind of like right. a little bit of a right of, of needing a partner, needing a partner, and that has shifted. Yeah, it has shifted. So, for now, what if you, if you start believing, I want you to start believing that you're in a process of transforming your energy. So, when your energy is at a place where it's open to receive, you're going to be aligning your energy with the person that, that needs and wants to come into your life with a very healthy connection. Right. And so how do I do that? <laughs> in the, in so. the remaining five minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> All of that. What is, so. that that's, no, the linear, that's the linear me, right? <laughs> the very practical. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, and, it, and it's totally fine. So for the, yeah, because the linear you needs to know what are the things that I need to do to make this happen. Exactly. And what, <laughs> and what how, how can I prevent her from getting into trouble again? Because without me setting boundaries, she's a mess. Well, she's messed I'll up also, before. And I'll also tell you the other piece is without that, in, like I, I definitely feel like I'm on a bridge between two places and I don't have yeah. anything I feel like I don't have anything to replace what there was. So one thing I've noticed is I don't have a new concept of self. Like, you know, the flirty, sexy, drunk me that attracted men who just wanted to have sex with me, that's not what's in place anymore. But I don't have a new sense of my self-esteem doesn't have a new me to attach to. Like, And I have noticed wow. men are looking at me. Um, and I don't even know yeah. why. Like I, they look at me, and then I'm like, "Oh, is my shirt riding up?" <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, like I had two guys looking at me, and I was all self conscious. Like, oh, maybe my, my, like something's wrong with me. Like, and then I'm like, maybe I don't have any new concept for myself. A new so feeling remember of attractiveness. Two, I remember the two or three sessions ago. I told you, notice that they're gonna start looking at you. Remember that. I did, and it didn't happen right away. I had the fight with no. my mom, so I was like, but and, and it's funny <laughs> because I have noticed it, and when it happens, I don't think, oh, I feel it. They must, I don't have a sense of being attractive. Um, and, that, and that's so. okay because what's happening is exactly what you're saying. It's exactly what you're saying. So I'm going to invite, invite two things to the linear part of you. Okay. The first one, because you are, you know, this part is a more scientific, more intellectual part of you, I want yeah. you to start observing and reacquainting yourself with you, with the new you. Okay. Like, literally start creating, for example, I would love for you to create very slowly one or two things a day. Write down things that you appreciate about you today. The person okay. that you are, the woman that you are today. What are the things that you like about yourself? Both physically, emotionally, spiritually, as a mother, as a woman, as a friend, as a daughter, as a professional, everything. Start literally almost, because it's true, you are recreating yourself. 
Right. And, you know? and I think it's also important that I'm assuming it's only about my physicality. And what's interesting about post-birth being over my normal weight and not feeling as attractive is what I realized is I don't have any connection to the rest of me being attractive. Like they're going to like my personality or who I am. Like it's all yes. based on, on looks and, and that I've had my whole life and I'm sure I'm still attractive, but I don't feel it. So it's left me with nothing to be to, like, I'm like, they can't be attracted to me. Like I don't look good. So I do think getting connected with the parts of me, which means, which makes total sense because you, I want a partner who's going to want to be with me for way more than just my face and my body. Right. 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 And that is, and that's the piece Lisa, that is actually, this is why as women, and it's so interesting that we're connected, right? Deb, you and me, and we all have girls. And, and I truly believe that when we give birth, it's like we are rebirthing ourselves. There's a new yeah. and more, a different, a very much more developed part of who we are. Because right. it is true. Who, and I want you to like, literally almost like if you were to get to know yourself as if you were a new friend. As if what? As if you were, if you become a new friend of yourself. Oh, you know when you okay. meet someone new that you're like, oh my gosh, she has a cute nose. Oh, I love when, you know, when, yeah, I love yeah. her sense of humor or, you know, she can be so witty or, you know, she can right. be so deep. And I notice that she's so responsible or has it together. And when she loses her patience, you know, she still like holds on to something or, you know, or sometimes she just goes quirky and everything. I wanted to start looking at yourself, observing yourself in a different way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't ever question why friends would want to be my friends. <laughs> right. You know, like I'm very confident about girlfriends, but for some reason with the guys, I'm like, it has to just be attraction, which I'm sure a lot of women deal with that, right? So, you know, as I age and all that, yeah, I have to change. Absolutely. Things change. and it's a, But the truth is the kind of relationship that you're truly interested in, it's not, it's actually what has happened is that it's dated, meaning that you have the version of you and the version of relationship from your 20s and 30s when it was more about the body and the external piece. Right. Which is no longer the case. Right. So I have to rework so, that. Right. So I, I don't want to deny the part. I want you to focus on that. So there's two things that I wanted to do. That is the one list of things that you like about yourself. And just literally, yes. you know, I know that you may be super busy. So write like one or two things a day. You don't have, it doesn't have to be, you know, a super yes. elaborate or time-consuming thing. And, um, and, I, and also, just I don't want to deny whenever the pieces come that you don't like, but there's yeah. one huge issue. And when you start saying or things that you don't like, just start tapping. Okay. You know, I'm all. I'm overweight, they're not going to like me. If I don't drink, I cannot relax. I'm going to, you know, run away from them. You know, even when it's, you know, I'm going to check my, you know, my, my, my shirt, it's probably these. Oh, the negative piece, <laughs> don't deny it. Just tap through it so you can actually just allow it to circulate because it's not really the truth. It's a fear speaking. Right. Okay. 
and being compassionate with that part. I want you to really find compassion for yourself because that's the part that is really going to get you to the other side of the bridge. Is the part that, you know, especially when you don't get things done, right? right. Instead of Instead of being, you know what, I'm doing so much. There's so much going on in my life. I have a little girl. I'm not sleeping enough. There's plenty, and I'm still dealing with work and this other thing and whatnot. And yeah. it's a lot. So, you know, it's almost like saying that negative critical voice, just chill, chill. Yeah. No, it's right? true. And I also think I have to realize the kind of man I attracted in the past is not the only kind of man out there. And I have to start imagining a whole different kind of man that is not as superficial and, you know, narcissist. So that'll be yeah. a part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And who, who, you know, that man that was uh, in the car with you? Yeah. What was he like? Oh, well, he was completely about us. I mean, that was what I was sitting there going, wow, he's really here just for us. And that was very different. And then it was this interesting, like, I looked at him and it was this, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in love with this man. Like, that was really, in in the dream, I was first observing the kind of man he was. And then I, and then I was, like, struck by the emotion. Like, I figured it out. I was like, oh, this is the man I love. <laughs> you know, like, it was really interesting. But I don't know those men. Like, well, I know them with other people, but I don't feel any attraction to someone who's with a friend you know like I know they're out there but the what my version I don't I've never met that great guy I've just never met him there's one guy I met that maybe would have but that's he's married and so that doesn't count so but the fact that you were able to even imagine it in your dream do you see that something is shifting something is really changing yeah, that's what I thought when I woke up. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, Lisa, forward, I want to so. check if your, lin- if your linear part has the, her assignments clear. Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I have them clear. And now that I, I know how I figured out how to re-listen, that'll be a reminder. Because when I li- re-listen, there's things that I, I realize I don't carry with me. So it is important. Of course. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next couple of weeks are crazy because of, you know, July and vacation and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, So what do you think in terms of maybe checking in um, end of July or something? Would that work? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. Just keep these things, you know, it's wonderful you have the the audios. And keep on listening, you know, when you go for your work or whatnot. Just notice. And the one thing I want to tell you is just, Tap every day, especially when you notice like you're either too tired or you're, you know, you're started saying, you know, getting sad because you don't haven't achieved as much in the day. Just, yeah. you know, just tap every day, even if it's a little bit. Okay. Um, and you, and you yeah. said it's okay. Like when I was driving, I just had my fingers on a point because it's not safe to tap fully. And right. You said absolutely. That, that works, right? Mm-hmm. That totally works. You can actually just have your fingers in one point and just breathe in and out. You can move to a different point or keep it in one. It's totally fine. It's better than nothing, always. Okay, I'll do that. Um, Great. Okay, good. I have my... Yeah, and, my, I, and I'm here. So, you know, uh, 
I will be around. There's one week that I'm taking completely off. That is, I think, the the end of July, last week in July, 28th to the 5th. Oh, okay. I'm gone. Okay, that's so. Good to know. Yeah, if something comes up, I'll I'll definitely schedule. But um, the this is like the heat of tape and speech and stuff going on. So. Um, of course, and, yeah. And then the other thing, and I'll, I'll I'll write an email if you could give me a generic invoice for all the sessions I did this calendar year, and I'll just email you with that request because I get to submit it for the Senflex account. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, just just tell me, you know, give me give us a sense. You know, I can send it to Anna to my assistant. A sense okay. of what the information would be, and then we'll just, yeah, absolutely, no problem. Okay, perfect. All right, well, thank Great. you so much, and I will keep you posted, and have a good rest of your day. Wonderful. You too, Lisa. Take good care. Okay, okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.